right. So this is pretty cool. So I'm here today with Linda Sorrento. I've known Linda for a long time. Do you remember when we first met? Yes. You were, you came to me to talk about green interiors and if I could speak on a panel. Was Do you that? remember that? Well, I feel like I met you before that when you, you were with your Green Building Council. It was part of that. And we were trying to, we were working with you in the new space, right? Yeah. yeah. And so you really, you were working with Max Zonizer yes. at the time, yes. right? On uh -huh. that space. And you inspired me to kind of figure out lead, right? right. And that's when I got my, my lead AP and that was sort of like my first fray into yeah. this whole conversation. Yeah. So I always consider you like my original inspiration to having set my path towards this, you know, sustainability. You know, John, I didn't know that and I'm so honored. Well, for people yeah. who can't see, Linda's crying right now. She's tearing up horribly. I'm going to give her a minute to compose herself, and then we'll finish. <laughs> so I remember, and that was back in like 2007 or so. So it that was. was a while ago. So give us a little bit of your origin story. You were, you know, I met you with U.S. Green Building Council, but you've right. done a lot. You did a lot before, and you've done a lot since. So take me through since U.S. Green Building Council. Okay. Well, you know, just a little rollback from that. I've been fascinated with this word of purpose. And That's so a good I, word. Yeah. You gotta have it. I gotta have it. Mm -hmm. And I started with that. I came from a family that was instituted through purpose and service. So I felt it was my duty in my generation, which I was this. So what did your parents do? My parents, um, my father and inspired the family to actually establish the volunteer fire company. Okay. So he gathered my grandfather, my uncle, his pals, my mother, and, uh, you know, brought that group together to actually do that. But before my father, my grandfather was the justice of the peace for, for 25 years. And, yeah. I don't think I've ever known a yeah. justice of the peace. I knew a they were out there, the but wow. Yeah, that was grandpa. I don't know how you get into that. Just, was uh, he a judge or something? Or No, he was just a farmer. Uh, and just self-anointed justice yeah. of the peace? Well, no. He was voted in. Oh, you got to get certified? Oh, you got to get voted, voted in. in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is that fun? You learn in. something new yeah. every, every day? Yeah. Okay. So, so your father kind of brought this purpose gra into grandfather. your life. It was just okay. in our DNA. It was, uh, we were pioneers and community was terribly important um, okay. to them. So that purpose is kind of that that thread through my life. But then I'm rethinking this purpose and this repurpose mm -hmm. and trying to think about moments in my life that I actually repurposed and, and changed. So, you know, from the 70s to actually getting into the design field after graduating, um, kind of establishing myself as, as a career, um, working in facilities management from interior design, so that's a repurposed moment for me, and understanding, you know, from the occupant side and operations and maintenance, the impact and, um, you know, what is that So it was those years that you started to think, think a little about, bit? Okay. Yeah. And then what really changed was in the 90s, I started 
uh, deeply thinking about through my master's degree and, and research, you know, the human connection to nature and the impact. What about this, the workplace and changes there? Um, what's this new thing called sustainability? What mm -hmm. was emerging there? So again, repurpose, repurpose. And along the way, I actually worked with manufacturers as a manufacturer's rep mm -hmm. and understood the impact of you know furniture on the workplace and all of that, that change that was going on. But it was all kind of this research-based piece. So I started thinking about, you know, how, how can I think deeper about this repurpose um, piece? And one day I said, I mean, I'm, most designers aren't really thinking yeah. about research back in the 90s, right? But it was starting to emerge. It was starting to, you know, what can interiors do to impact, you know, the people to impact uh, space? But we didn't know how uh, the brain thought about that. So yeah. it was just, um, you know, that, that beginning of that thing called, you know, delight. And how do we respond to interior spaces? How can interior designers manage that through the design process and, the, and actually the work they do? Yeah. How can they connect with the clients to explain that? So you can see there are more questions than answers at that time. Yeah. Then along came... USGBC, they had already introduced um, new construction, and it was about the building yeah. envelope, and then we had the harebrained idea, well, what about the people? Should we have, you know, interiors and commercial interiors? So there was that beginning of that in 2004. At the same moment in time, I met with Penny Banda, who's the mother of Green, Mm -hmm. And Penny, and I want to acknowledge her in this conversation deeply and acknowledge her because she was my mentor. Sort of, I'm yours in a small way. She was mine in a huge, yeah. huge way. So we sat you down. You worked with her for quite a while. I did. Right. So we sat down and I said, Penny, I, I, I think I'm prepared for something different. What's my repurpose at this this time? And she said, well, Linda, you know, with your years and background and all different capacities swirling around um, and with uh, a basis of understanding of research at this time, I have this perfect position for you. So there was an opening at USGBC about someone leading commercial interiors. Mm -hmm. So knowing the system here, it's you have a rating system, consensus base. Yep. Uh, by volunteers establishing what's the framework, but you needed all the education and, and reference guides. All the tools had to be created to support that that uh, that common language yeah. and that framework. Yeah. So two weeks later, I'm at Green Build, um, Portland, and I had the job. So huh. by Neocon, this is November. By Neocon, I had to have everything you know ready for. Um, to begin and our projects. in June, so you yeah, had... Yeah, well, six know, months, yeah, that's right. A I don't want to do my hair like yours, but it was, sort of felt like that. Yeah, you could have. You probably could have. It sort wow. of looked like that. So that was fantastic because that was the moment in time that you could really say, hey, it's about the people, man. Yeah. It's about the people. Yeah, yeah. So at that time, we were thinking... 
you know, our realm was contained at the time interior designers realm was contained. It was contained in the interior space. So our mantra was um, environmental change from the inside out. You say it's about the people, but really Lee didn't really dig no, in until no. That's it became why about the money. Came about the money and right. right. And other changes happened along the way that were excellent. But, you know, we stomped around, our interiors folks stomped around and said, yeah, you, you just have to think of it in a different way. We cannot rely on the platform of the building envelope. Very important. That's mm-hmm. our place. We were structured kind of like a hierarchy. And yeah. that structure still occurs. You know, you have your land, you have your base building, and then there's the interiors. And so it was really up to us to protect that environment for for the people. And so, you know, that went along and, and it was attractive. And then pretty soon, yes, you're right. The change happened that there was a value statement around human health. And so then, of course, um, you know, what was cre- uh, created surrounding the human health, but there was a separation. There was a separation of lead focusing on the buildings, you know, environmental change, and well, focusing, focusing on the humans, yeah. human change. Yeah. But so the, how the, did they, they you, marry up? So I want to get you talking about, you know what I want to get you talking yeah. about. So yeah. this is all commercial driven, right? Yeah. So yeah. And we know residential design needs to catch up. It's yeah. way behind commercial design. So quite a while ago, you wrote this new, not a standard, but a probably a new, is it a, would you call it a design process? It was actually a practice guideline. A practice guideline called yep. Regreen. Regreen. So talk to me a little bit about that. Describe that. What is, what's Regreen? And, and why, do we, why do you think we need to dust it off? Right, right. We had a hiccup. And the hiccup was that we had a huge missing component. We had, okay, the commercial space. It was a place to go at a point in time during your your day. Mm-hmm. It was the essentially the workplace that yeah. we, we were there. And the hiccup was, what happens before and after the workplace? Right, right. Right? If the workplace is so important. If the workplace is so important, but, you know, your day, your entire day, is so so important. So our hiccup was we had this this idea that we could reinvent commercial interiors for a residential application. Well, that wasn't going to work because each family, each family member, their community where they reside is different. Mm-hmm. And so we had to think of it in a, in a different way. We couldn't put a stamp on a home. First and foremost, that's your private realm. Yeah. So we couldn't go in there and say, oh, yeah, he did you this right. Like, audit he did this and- wrong. He did this and that. So, so we had to think of it in terms of how can we organize a large um, human realm in a scalable way yeah. that had choice and flexibility written into it. So we came up with our education tool, which was re-green residential remodeling and, guidelines. And why didn't we, why didn't we, like what happened? We didn't pick it up and run with it. Like It, it just, was too big. It was too much. 
overwhelming. And that's what we struggle with today, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, same thing. It is. What do you tell a young designer who wants to create the kind of impact or be a part of the kind of change that you were a part of in those Washington, D.C. protests? Yeah. And so, you know, I hitched that bus from, from, you know, eastern part of New York State, and it was a $25 round trip. Um, It wasn't so much about the protest. It was about um, my curiosity. You know, it's also at the time influenced by John Lennon and Yoko Ono. And they had really, were at the pinnacle of this exploration. And how, how do you think of things in a different way? Mm. You know, I came from a family that was very protective right. and a protective community, yeah. knew everybody, to, to being in a place where I didn't know anybody. Yeah. And then sitting down and asking those, those questions in curiosity. It was also at the same time our profession was just forming. So it's, it's curiosity. You had this war protest that, you, that drove that out of you. Now we have this climate crisis. Yeah. So maybe turn your curiosity, as a young designer, turn your curiosity towards this climate crisis. It's the crisis. Same, same feeling. So at that time, um, you know, we were starting to think about, you know, we're thinking about climate change at that time. Hmm. You know? Yeah. You know, it's funny that you say that because um, I asked Ken Wilson, you know, a very similar question. Yeah. You know, what would you tell a young designer that was, you know, looking to do the kind of things that you've done? And he said, just remember that you're going to learn half of what you know yes. from the firm that you're at. Yes. And then the other half of what you know, you need to commit to learn it yourself. Exactly. And, which is very similar to what you just said. Yeah. And he's speaking yeah. about curiosity as well. Yeah. So. And exploration. Great invent, minds. Invention. Um, the invention is, is yours to, yeah. to, to take, you yeah. know, for you. Yeah. So at that time, and it's very similar again to what's, what's going, you know, what's happening now. You feel that you're alone in this decision that you're making. You're in a sea of you know, this confusion and the disconnection, you know, and how do, you, how do you reconnect? You know, we were actually wearing masks at that time. And at that time, they were gas masks. So yeah, right. Rachel. For tear gas, right? Yes, were, yeah. and Rachel, and tear gas. And Rachel yeah. Carson said that our air was bad. So we were wearing these masks. So fast forward to this day. Yeah. And, but there... We're in a better position now. We have we have more ability. Uh, it's funny, Rachel Carson was writing about it way back she, then. She did, and, you know. and and here it is today. But we need to take the next step, and and so now as a body of knowledge and interior designers, we have the the human impact that we can can make. Yeah, but you don't have to do it alone. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be that in- individual that's getting on the bus by yourself and yeah. going to Washington D.C. <laughs> you really went by yourself. You didn't bring I it. Did. Nobody came with you. No, you didn't have like a, a I just best got on that bus and I made friends on the bus. <laughs> that's actually that's pretty bold. I, I, yeah, that's yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I would have gotten on a bus by we're myself. Part, we were pioneers. Yeah. 